0: hello everyone and welcome back to the basement dweller podcast I am your host, Jacob, a.k.a. your favorite man child. Before we get into today's episode, make sure that you're following me on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is basement underscore dwelling underscore Jacob and Twitter is TBD underscore Jacob. You can also find me on YouTube at The Basement Dweller. Lastly, I'd like to give a shout out to today's intro music by Neon Bright. This song is called Yada and can be found on Spotify. I'll go ahead and post the link below. On today's episode, I am joined by my girlfriend, Allie, for a very special day. In this episode, we're going to dive into relationships, whether that be romantic, friendships, or family-related. And without further ado, let's jump into episode three of The Basement Dweller. Yes. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Hi, everybody.
0: (laughs) Give me a second. Oh, sorry. I'm excited.
1: Okay. God. I'm excited, too. Okay,
0: well, it's not your fucking podcast, (laughs) Welcome everybody. Today is episode three and I am joined by the most amazing person in the universe, my girlfriend Allie. Hi Allie.
1: Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How about you?
0: Good. Had my coffee. I was so tired this morning.
1: Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. No, today is a super awesome episode. Um, Today is going to be April 24th and we all know what that means. It's our anniversary. 1 year. 1 year anniversary with Allie and it's been pretty awesome year, I got to say. Um except for the whole covid part. Yeah, except part.
1: for the whole covid <laughs> part, but that was kind of lame. Yeah.
0: You know, I never I never thought in like a million years that I would start an actual relationship during covid.
1: Well, I don't think any of us knew that covid was going to happen, but
0: Right. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely did not expect to start dating. Yeah, because it was already happening when
1: well, it I'm, was like a month into the pandemic, and I don't think, I don't think either of us knew how long it was going to last. Like the pandemic, like not.
0: Wow. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know how long it was going to last at all, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, I was
1: whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> no, but it's crazy. Like uh, in episode one, you know, talking to Tyler. Um, you know, I, I said that this was probably one of the the hardest years of my life, but I never really considered or ever thought about it's like I met you, you know, like that's yeah. pretty cool. You know, really cool. it's been weird, though. You know, I don't know how many of you out there, you know, have started new relationships during this whole world shutdown, essentially. But like it was really weird dating, you know, when we did, you, you know, restaurants were almost impossible yeah. You know, we weren't gonna meet each other's families. Yeah. Um, friends, you know, you couldn't really. So yeah. we just did a lot of texting
1: <laughs>
0: and a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you really you know, you really gotta preoccupy yourself during these times, I guess, right?
1: A lot of Netflix and chilling. A
0: lot of Netflix and chilling. Yeah. That was one of our best uh, memories, honestly, was yeah. uh finding Tiger a, King yes. came out. Oh, like right when
1: we started dating. I think it was like a little bit before. Do you
0: remember your first emotions like watching that show?
1: I remember just being excited because like, you know me, I love big cats and everything. So I legit, I, had, I hadn't heard anything about it, like nothing. And then I saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh, like let's watch this documentary about big cats. And it totally turned into something different. Not so,
0: at all what we expected. No. Oh my God. I saw a funny meme. It was like... uh like it was in March and it was, you know, it was like today marks the day that none of us had any idea that a gay criminal tiger owner <laughs> lived in, uh, where does he live? Arkansas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, I thought, you know, just like you thought, you know, we were just trying to find something to watch and <laughs> you know, you, you like your big cats and thought we were going to watch an emotional documentary. Holy right. shit. What was it? Episode one, we learn about his hatred for, Car- that. was it that bitch Carol Baskin? That
1: bitch Carol Baskin. His
0: uh, his handler gets an arm cut off. Bitten off. Bitten off. Yeah, bitten off. Ugh, I ma- couldn't
1: imagine. <laughs> Do
0: you remember how he handled that?
1: So, <laughs> like, chill. Like, he was just like, whatever. Like, I just got my arm bitten off. And, you know, you would think that, like, you know, if that ever happened to you, you would never go back into a cage. Never again. With a tiger. But never he was just again. like... Yeah, like, as soon as he recovered, I think he was back, like, taking care of all those cats. I and... thought it was a she. Well, yeah, well, well yes, but okay. um, she transitioned. Okay. So, um, my, my
0: favorite was, uh, that is traumatic, but can you imagine going to that sanctuary, and it's like you're having a fun time, and then some guy just, some very flamboyant guy comes out and just like, well...
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I need
0: you guys all to leave.
1: <laughs> that would like I don't know make my day.
0: I'm never gonna financially recover from this. Oh
1: God, <laughs> that fucking jacket too that he was wearing. Oh my God, EMT like bomber jacket. Ugh.
0: We were hooked, needless yeah, to say, we after episode hooked. one. Yeah. What he had two husbands.
1: Yeah, two husbands.
0: Uh, what did he What did he say? Like that guy was pretty much just like, well, I was pretty straight before I met Joe.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he, I I think he was pretty honest, though. Like, I think he definitely, like, was in it for, you know, the money. I mean, Joe was going to take care of him pretty much. So
0: Isn't it crazy to think, like, you know, remember when you were a kid and it's just like you hear, like, you know, you watch even cartoons and it's like that's been such a story on so much media where it's like the the young one, you know, marries the old one for money. Yeah, It's like I would have never assumed in my life that, like, people could be that evil. But the older I get, yeah. I'm kind of waiting for Allie just to find...
1: I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, an evil thing because I think that there's definitely, like, more evil things you can do than just, like, marrying somebody for of course, money. N- but
0: what I'm saying is that that's, that's what I thought was, like, right. evil. Right, yeah,
1: it's like a trope, you know, but, you know, it happens. And well, I now I would like... do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. Oh, my God, so
0: many times have I come to Allie and just been like, what if I... Like, what if I just found some old lady that was just, you know, I just have to, she wouldn't, you know what, everyone listening, she wouldn't even let me just go on exotic trips with this lady. She, like, she's just like, no, because she's boring and she won't let me do that.
1: Whatever. I'm not boring. I'm just. Boring. No. (laughs) Okay. How would you feel if I went on exotic trips with some old man? Wait, you're going to get a lot of money? Probably.
0: Can I have some of it? Sure. Is he going to be like, well. Okay, but I'm saying, like, from what I've been told, and, I, you know, it, it, I'm not even going to say from what I've been told. It's obvious that, you know, a young man and an older woman, I think, is definitely more of, like, yes, I'm there for the money. But I kind of like this. You know what I'm saying? Also, I've been told that, like, older women usually just like to have you around because you look pretty.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? So that's fine for me. I just don't want some guy to just, you know, be gross with you, kind of like this Hugh Hefner.
1: Okay, but old women can be just as gross. Oh, they can yeah
0: but like i said i'm getting a lot of money you know i just don't get why you know you're just trying to stop our happiness and
1: oh my god (laughs) chill just because i don't want you to fuck an old lady
0: i'm doing it for us
1: (laughs) you're not gonna touch that old lady and then come home and touch me that's for sure i
0: wash my hands (laughs) fine fine i'll just have to earn my money the old-fashioned way dogecoin baby It's been hurting. I talked about it last week, and it's still hurting me.
1: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we just have to remember, like, this is this is how stocks work, you know, as kind of demotivating as it is to watch it go from, you know, 40 something cents to what, because what it, the high was like 44 cents, I think, yeah. is what it got to. And then now it's chilling. Last time I looked, it was at like 24 cents, which sucks, but... You know, you I think, think Elon Musk is trying to help that. Th- his last tweet said something about holding, I remember. So I'm like, hopefully everybody just fucking holds. Yeah, but
0: hopefully, point. I mean, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, well, that's because there's a bunch of newbies, you know, getting into cryptocurrency. And I would say I, I can't really say. I mean, I'm a newbie as well. I... I I've known about stocks and things like my whole life because my brother's super into it. I've just never, you know, done it myself, and because I never had the money until these stimmy checks.
2: Stimmies. Um
1: <laughs> but you know, it's just you have to be patient, and and I just don't think a lot of these newbies coming in are patient. You know, like, I think it's more. Not...
0: I think it's more the opposite. Um, I think that it's people who have been doing this and they know the whole buy low, sell high method and i think that you know like you know like like we mentioned like we mentioned in conversations prior you learn to purchase stocks low and then they increase value and if you look at every stock within the last five years i mean things are just getting better and better and then you just let it go and then you just hope to just rinse and repeat you know and i think like if i'm being honest with you a part of me would have loved to cash out when it was at 45 cents i would have made almost a thousand bucks. And I just put that thousand bucks back into when it was twenty four cents, you know, um, because it just gets better and better. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's that's what everyone's been doing. Um, but I don't know it. I don't. I I I don't. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. Um, I think yes and no, but I think that experienced investors know that it can get a lot higher. Sure. Than what it has, and but it's like I said, it's the new people, you know, making double what they put in they get excited they take it out yeah you know and but they're what they're doing is taking i'm what i'm assuming is they're taking their full amounts out when it's like you don't have to do that right okay i didn't even put a hundred dollars in at one point we were at like what two two oh something so it's like i could have taken half out and still had more in than what i originally invested so it's just like to me it's like that's the smarter route to me Because it's like, yeah, I'm still getting money, but it's like, at least I'm still keeping my hold there to hopefully make more. So I think, but
0: you know, I want to backtrack to what you said. I mean, it's the, it's the smarter thing. And I, I think that in today's climate, a lot of people don't really consider that, um, especially in our generation. I don't know about you. Um, I was, I really wasn't taught much about savings, Yeah. you know, um, I mean, obviously, you know, my parents wanted me to save money for a bunch of stuff, but you know, I, I wasn't given the whole crash course and why it's better to invest now to profit later, um, and I think a lot of people are like that. And I think that in our generation, you you see a couple zeros added off of a hundred dollar investment. I mean, why not cut your money and run? You know? Oh, yeah. Um, get it. But look We're at totally the people. look at the people like Bitcoin. I mean, I read stories all the time about you know I cashed out when my Bitcoin was ten grand, and that was less than a year ago. Yeah. I'd feel pretty bad now, you know, if, you know, what are they at? 55, 60 grand right now right. Coast coasting, yeah. you know, but that's just something that you can't also, you, you can't expect that, you know, and that's the one thing that I told you is, you know, you said that you had the opportunity. Can you, can you kind of tell me about that? You were saying that you had the opportunity to do Bitcoin like back in the day or something like that. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, just like everybody else, I heard about Bitcoin when it first came out, you know, and it's the same, it's the same things that they're saying about Dogecoin now where, Oh, it's not going to go anywhere. This isn't even like a real thing. Like don't waste your money on it. Now look at it, you know, because I was like, oh, like I'm not going to do it. Like it's never going to be what people think it is, you know, and that was my biggest mistake was just listening to everybody else, you know, shit on something that they didn't understand or have any knowledge about, you know, and they're doing the same thing to Dogecoin now you know they're lowballing it they're saying it's not going to go anywhere it's a joke it started yeah it started off I mean, it's as a still joke. pretty silly you know it is silly but like at the end of the day people are putting money into it oh yeah for sure you know? i mean i've got
0: I've, i know friends that are way more invested um in you know in this than i am and <laughs> it's pretty funny that you know i i We have topics for the podcast and every episode so far I've mentioned Dogecoin. If anything, I think this is going to slowly become a crypto podcast that I know (laughs) nothing about, you know. Um, No, but it's just something that I think it's very exciting for. I mean, we're getting older. Our generation is getting older and it's stuff that we're starting to understand. I mean, um, if you guys listen to episode two, me and Robert did a really, you know, in-depth look on just really money can buy a lot. Um, And you would say happiness you know um so i so i I was gonna ask you know ali let's say you know overnight you know bitcoin or not bitcoin dogecoin gets to exactly where uh bitcoin is right so let's see i'm just gonna do a quick doing a quick little once over right now currently bitcoin is at oh wow it dropped a lot 49 grand okay so let's just say so, just you know, off the top of your head, think about the equivalency that you would have. So, with that kind of money, what would what would you do with that? Let's just say you cashed out right now because you're at forty nine grand for Dogecoin. What would you do with that money?
1: Uh, I mean, the first thing I would definitely do is invest into other things. Smart. Um, you know, because you kind of just want to keep that momentum going of making money without having to do anything, you know. But uh, it's the best way to make money, yeah. <laughs> um. After that, I mean, I'd probably take my mom out and pamper her and spoil her and all that good stuff. What about me? Well, yeah, you too, but my mom comes first because she gave birth to me, so. See what
0: I deal with, people. Oh, my God. I thought, you know, this was unconditional love, you know. Seems like there's a lot of conditions, you know. Your mom didn't take you out to a fancy dinner last night, so.
1: Uh, well, she's taken me out to plenty of fancy dinners before you did. Plenty of fancy dinners. Yeah.
0: Plenty of fancy dinners. Yeah. I think you mean dinner. I think she took you to dinner.
1: Whatever. Whatever.
0: Yeah. How great was that meal?
1: It was really good. Can I be honest? I liked it. Yeah.
0: Not worth the money that I spent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the lobster was. I really liked the lobster that we had. I thought it was a lot better than the lobster that they have at Red Lobster. But the steak, eh. Yeah. Could have been rare. I love my steak still mooing, so I haven't been to too many restaurants who are, like, comfortable doing that, Mm -hmm. which sucks, but...
0: I think they totally would. I mean, I I think that the, the steak should still be mooing as opposed to beef jerky. Yeah. You know, and let me just say, if you were listening right now and you like your steak well done, go get some help leave leave you need to learn that that is horrible and you do not know what you're missing out on and i i i welcome the challenge i want you to to reach out to me whether that be twitter instagram you know the email please tell me why you like well done steak more than rare medium rare and i'll tell you why you're wrong so it's ridiculous
1: it's ridiculous that's like a fucking waste of food yeah like, it's, a,
0: it's I mean it's just so tough. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's like how the fuck do you eat that?
0: Yeah. Do you remember do you remember uh when when uh, Donald Trump mentioned that he liked his steak um well done? Yeah. And like so many people like were making fun of him for that. Yeah. And there was just a flood of people to come support Yeah. that he liked well done steak and why they like well done steak. Fucking stupid. You know for a fact f- like 2 years ago if someone would have said, How do you like your steak? They would have been not, they would have not been caught dead saying, Well done. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I, I will admit, I will admit that when I was a kid, yes, I liked it well done. And to even add an extra level to how disgusting that is, I used to love ketchup on my steak. But then I grew up.
1: Yeah. Like it, you were a child. Yeah. And then you developed taste buds.
0: If you're, if you, if you're, it sounds like if your taste buds are the same as like Donald Trump, you need to kind of, Grow up a little you bit. Need
1: re- you need things. to reevaluate.
0: You need to reevaluate because there's so much better food. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, no, that 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 was really nice. I mean, it, we, I, you know, just for some some background, I took Allie to a really awesome, just like steakhouse, and I never really been to one of those places before. So, you know, I, I think it's also like an experience. You pay for the ambiance and stuff like that what was annoying is that there was like this outdoor events like this mini country thunder
1: yeah well there was like two restaurants like you had the steakhouse and then there was like another restaurant kind of you know a couple feet away and then yeah right smack dab in the middle of both of them was just this like outdoor i yeah like concert going on and it just kind of like I, f- I felt like took away from it.
0: You know, it was the most annoying was that like the restaurant that we were at. You could try to hear like the piano, like the nice like yeah. soft jazz, but it was just on top of just like boo boo boop, boop, music. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's like where where are we? I was like, like,
1: I feel like I should have gotten like a discount on our meal yeah <laughs> for like all of that because that just kind of like
0: there was a sucked. lack of ambiance in our meal.
1: But definitely I was with you. So
0: oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. Ali's such a crybaby too. I was trying to do like I had this whole speech prepared. I got through two sentences and she's like, stop, let me cry. And I'm I like, I
1: can't help it. Okay. I just such cry. a cry baby,
0: man. Who hurts you? Because I do so many minimalistic things. It's like, Hey babe, I thought about you today. So I got you some coffees. You did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you're my favorite person, homie. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Oh. I love you, bitch. Oh my god, I ain't going to never stop loving you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> My favorite, yeah, (laughs) you're the best. I mean, it's uh, you. You know, it's through all the craziness of this of this last year, I am so amazed at not only with this podcast or music or my job, like how much joy I've gotten from you know having you in, and it just has made it so much better. You know, Um, definitely not the worst (laughs) (laughs) at all. You know, and I was thinking you know with the date that we had last night uh do you remember a time like so how so how old were you when you had your first date
1: Hmm, my first like real date
0: yeah like like where not like you know okay so i'll give you an example i'll go first okay so the first date that i ever had i was in the eighth grade and we no seventh grade and we went to go see that movie um Meet the Robinsons. I don't know if you uh remember that, uh, but.
2: Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. So,
0: you know, like my dad gave me the money, you know, my dad gave us a ride, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. But I consider that to be like my first date. You know, we held hands.
1: Okay. You know? um, well, I'd say mine is like pretty similar. I don't remember. I think I was like in the eighth grade too. Okay. Or I think I was like going into high school. I think it was like the summer before maybe. Um, yeah, we like I don't know, it was like some dude that I had met at the mall and then at I the like mall? Yeah, I wasn't really that into him, but like my friend that I was with I was like really into his friend, so then like we kind of just had to like go together. So was it like a double date? Yeah. And um we just snuck in to the movies. Like we bought I remember we bought tickets for Alice in Wonderland and then um <clears throat> like the Tim Burton one. And then we went and saw the crazies instead. And yeah, that was pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I can't do the crazies. That was too scary for me when I was a kid. That's still too scary for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't like scary movies.
0: I can't handle scary movies because I had nightmares.
1: It sucks. Because I love scary movies. Well, fucking watch them. (laughs) I I fucking will, babe. Okay. I don't have. I mean, I just. Watch them while you're asleep.
0: Because then I'll wake up. Yeah. To scariness, like always. (laughs) You know what? That is. We're getting, we're gonna get a little sidetrack here because this was one thing I was gonna talk about later. But um, I don't know about you know you guys. I, this has to be relatable to somebody. But um, I go to I go to bed earlier than Allie because of my job. I work mornings, so Allie will just watch TV um, while I'm trying to sleep. But she loves those murder mystery shows and stuff like that. Love them. I uh, mean, and they're cool. They're cool when I'm awake and when I'm. Trying to watch them. But sometimes, you know, I, I wake up and I just kind of like, you know, my eyes just kind of crack open, just the brightness of a, of, a, of a TV in a dark room. And it's just like, and then they found her body buried, her underwear stuffed in her mouth, her fingernails were removed and kept as a trophy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Go to bed, dude. How do you? I just don't understand like horror buffs out there. And, and if you if you like that, that's fine. But what I don't get is like you watch them at night and then you're like, well, good night. Like I, I have such I have such a vivid imagination where like there's no way I can watch this and then sleep peacefully.
2: Yeah. I
0: have bad dreams. And I've never understood like like I I, I do have favorite movies that are horror movies. Genuinely. Yeah. Um I like movies that are noticeably fake. So like I like um like uh like Gorehouse movies. So like, you know, uh, like, uh, like Leatherface and the Saw movies, stuff like that. Because when I was a kid, what I used to do is I. um,
1: Yeah, but all those killers are based off of real killers.
0: Okay, that's fine. And that doesn't scare me. It's just like, there's just certain things that are scary. Like I, 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 as long as I can know how the movie was made, I'm happy. Because then I, because like I'll watch the behind the scenes. That's what I used to do as a kid. I'd watch the behind the scenes and then I'd watch the movie just so I know like, okay, like that's fine. Yeah. There was a good period of my life where like. If I went to go take out the trash at night, I was like, oh, my God. What if that pig thing from Saw is out here? It's going to get me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't like. Or like um, if we're like traveling across the country and we're in the middle of nowhere, like we do not stop <laughs> at all. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to run into some weird country bumpkin family. Like one of those like use a sinner kind of families, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, No, but so. I just. I just don't get it. You know, it kind of like kind of brings you back to like uh, you always listen to, you know how they have like the interviews for movies want like to to promote them, you know? Yeah. And they always say like, well, what uh, what made you want to do this movie? You know, like what incentivized you to to get into your character? And it's like they always say like some bullshit like, well, you know, I just think that everyone loves to be scared every now and again. Fuck you. (laughs) There is not a single moment in my life where I'm like, oh, thank God that happened because I needed that jolt. You know what, I don't understand? I don't understand how you love that feeling, but you don't want to go on like a roller coaster. Well, or-
1: for me, <clears throat> for me, it's, I have a completely different reaction to fear than I think like the normal person does because like when I go to like the haunted houses and things like that, like I don't scream, like I don't cry or anything. Like it, gen- like my body laughs. Like, that's why I don't know. Like, even though I am scared and everything, like somebody will pop out at me and they'll be like, rah or whatever. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. So it's more of like an adrenaline thing rather than like, I'm not really scared, you know, like. So I,
0: what's the difference then between that and like going on a roller coaster? Or... Well, I just
1: feel like with a roller coaster, and I mean, the same applies to you know the haunted houses. I mean, you know, there could be some weirdo there that's just you know exactly killing people. I th- I think it's only happened once though, and even then, I don't know if that was like a credible you know source. Or I think with roller coasters, like I just I just don't trust them, and you know, like, and I'm also one of those people that's like on YouTube at two a.m. watching you know roller coasters like break and you know something wrong happens and i just like i'm just like i don't trust anything enough to like not do that while i'm on the ride you know so i'm like if i were to go on a roller coaster like i'd be like i need to see the papers like i need to see like Are when you this serious? Is, like, Are you yeah. serious? I, I and i feel the same way about planes like it's just it's hard for me to like put that much trust in like another person to like take care of me. So
0: so you're the kind of person that like you need to be knocked out on a plane? Yeah. Really? What about like a like a super quick like domestic like flight like to California? I mean
1: like that's fine cuz it's quick, you know, and there's not a lot of things that can happen in like 30 minutes or an hour, you know, but I think with like and I've never been on a long flight, but I just I feel like there's so much more things between like weather and you know, it's just so unpredictable that it just it makes me so un, like nervous.
0: I guess. I don't know. It's I, I just, I, I, I,
1: I'm like, is my pilot having a fucking bad day? You know, yeah. He's just ready to fucking end it all. And he's going to take whoever with him. Oh like,
0: yeah. I think about that all the time, <laughs> dude. No, you know? no. Like for real. Like I saw this video. It was like, um, it was supposed to be like this heartwarming thing where this guy, um, he's like a pilot and he's got like this, like little speech and he's saying like, um, you know, I've been flying since 1975. I graduated from the Air Force in 1990, whatever. Or you know what I mean, something like that. And he ends with like, you know, I want to thank you all for being on my last flight today. And like, if I was there, again, <clears throat> like the crowd or not, you know, I mean, like the passengers, I would be fucking terrified the entire right. time. I
1: would have been like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> right, like,
0: like, are, are, like, does like, are you the kind of guy that does not have any fulfillment outside of flying? Like, are you right. about to make the new the news today? Um, yeah, I like to just, I like, I like to drink on a plane. That's yeah. always fun. I, I, I don't need to be like lucid or anything like that, but I don't know. Like, it's always like, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, because of my dad, I mean, I've been around planes my entire life. Um, it's the landing that I don't like. That's, that's probably my, my scariest part. But once you land, you feel good, you know, but having said that, I would be the first to jump out of a plane. I want to jump no. out of a plane so bad.
1: I know you do that would be so great
0: that would be so fun Allie and I wish you would just get on board with this whole adventurous life that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to jump out of a plane I'm trying to fucking wingsuit jump
1: that's all you
0: he's gonna watch me yeah well that's 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 pretty cool to know then so like in the future you know you could just uh are you gonna be the mom that just like sits with the strollers Yep. oh you make my life okay that's fine that's a good trade I'll do that <laughs> I'll go on it alone whatever
1: that's like, but like, I, I just, like I don't like extreme things like that because I like, like Disneyland and Universal and things like that. Yeah. I can do all the rides over there. Well, what's like, extreme? Extreme is like extreme heights, like going upside down, being flung everywhere. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just, I can't do it. Like, I just, I don't trust. Remember
0: like, um, do you things. remember, remember, remember that, uh, the amusement park from Spy Kids 2? No, like that, yeah. <laughs> like, like the juggler that, thing. You no, know,
1: that looks fun, looks cool. I just, I just know with my luck, like I would be that person that's like dead because it didn't work right.
0: Yeah, but do you have bad luck? Do you feel like you sometimes, have bad Sometimes, l- Yeah. Okay, sometimes I do too, but I still do it. Do you uh, like? Do you do you ever consider yourself like a like really like an unlucky person?
1: Yeah, unless when it comes to like lines, for some reason I'm like super lucky. I always beat lines. To oh, dude.
0: That is such an amazing superpower that you have. <laughs> there are so many times where me and Allie would go get, you know, just something to eat, and we always beat the line. Yeah. We get there, and then we literally, 10 seconds later, we turn around, and there's 15 people behind us.
2: Yeah. Hey,
0: everyone. I'd like to take a break from this episode to... uh Introduce something new to you guys. Recently, I had an idea um, where I would love to have people uh, write in anonymously with questions that they'd like for me to answer on the podcast, um, whether they be personal, funny, funny, uh, it really doesn't matter. Are you going through something that's really tough in your life that you're kind of just too afraid to, to speak out about because of how you're how you're going to be judged or anything like that? Definitely uh, reach out to me. I'll answer them for you. I'll read them for you. And if you choose to listen, hopefully my advice helps a little bit. But if you want to write in, uh, the email is tbdmanchild at gmail.com. That is Terry Bravo Delta Manchild at gmail.com. Um, these are going to remain anonymous. So if you want to go ahead and just write them in, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear any feedback, anything I can read, um, on the podcast, you know, it's a great way for you to get uh, a shout out. If you want, you know, you can say who it is. Um, yeah, check it out and let's get back into the episode. Can I
2: kiss you? I want
0: to kiss you. All right, we're back. Sorry, me and Allie just had to take a quick potty break and smooch break, cause you know yeah. we're madly in love. <laughs> <laughs> just to get back uh, on track from what we were, you know, wanted to talk about today. You know, we talked about our first dates. Um, you know, when you're that young, it's it's really funny what you what you think is a relationship. You know, uh, I guess I had my first girlfriend uh, when I was in. Probably like the second or third grade. Wow. I know. Just Mac daddy since day one, you know. (laughs) These hoes ain't safe, you know. Uh, No, but like what do you really consider uh, a girlfriend when you're that young, you know. I think that all it really was was she was my girlfriend and uh, we broke up the same day, (laughs) you know. Short-lived. Short-lived romance, you know. Um, But it's really funny. Like, you know, I've always been a very – Loving person, I love people. Um, I love to make those relationships, and uh, i always been quite the ladies' man. I'd like to think so. I've never been nervous to talk to to girls or anything like that. So I think you know the thought of having a girlfriend excited me. You yeah. know, because it was like, yeah, I'm a big man now. You know, I got a, I got a girlfriend and, you know, I, I literally in the same day, I remember telling my mom just, I had a girlfriend and she broke up with me <laughs> <laughs> and just one day, you know, and it, and it's super cute, you know, but, um, and now, you know, now look at us, we live together. We we're a relationship <laughs> this is exactly what, you know, our parents did before us, you know? Um, do you remember how old you were when you had like your first like little like boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, like I was definitely one of those kids where like, I don't know. I had my crushes, definitely, but I honestly, like, it kind of, like, grossed me out, like, to Why? think about, like, PDA or, oh, gotcha. like, I don't know, like, showing affection to anybody, like, and I think that's because, like, I, my parents just never were those those people. Like, they didn't really, like, show their affection to each other, like, sure, and all that. So I guess I just grew up kind of thinking that it was weird. Um, and so I didn't really have any interest in it. And so my first relationship, if you can even call it that, um, was in eighth grade. (laughs) Yeah, it was in eighth grade. And pretty much like I just I knew that this dude like was basically in love with me. And all my friends like had like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. And so I was just kind of like, okay, like if you like me, then I guess, you know, yeah,
0: I'll throw you a bone.
1: Right. I'll throw you a bone like. I guess I'll be your <laughs> girlfriend, you know. But then, like, after, th- I, f- I, I feel so bad for this dude. Like, I avoided him. I ignored him. Like, I was just pretty much, like, you don't exist.
0: Why, why do you think you did that?
1: I think just, I think I was just trying to, like, fit in, you know. And it's definitely something that, like, I regret.
0: Did you, break, did you break up with him? Yeah. How'd you do it?
1: Um, I believe it was an email.
0: Very business professional yeah. you are.
1: I wasn't going to do it in person. I did not. I did not have the balls to do that.
0: But you didn't even like him. So what's the issue?
1: Well, I didn't like him, but at the same time, like I, I was still very much, I didn't, I didn't like hurting anybody's like feelings back then. And and, well, it's not that I didn't like, (laughs) Oh, but it's like, I didn't want to like see their face you know, as I break up with them, like I didn't want that. I totally
0: understand guilt. Yeah.
1: You know? So I just kind of like, which is awful now, you know, I would never do that now because it's not how you go about things. And, you know, even if you're going to hurt somebody, then you need to do it face to face. You want to hear something sad? What?
0: I've never been the dumper in my life. Really? Really ever. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I bet you if, if that, I don't remember her name, but I bet you, (laughs) if she never broke up with me, we'd probably just, (laughs) been together for 22 years now you know like i just don't get me wrong i think that i i would do this thing um there was always a mutual understanding that it wasn't gonna work out yeah i just think you know kind of like bouncing off what you said i just hated being that person so i think that uh i would just wait for them to do it yeah you know in a weird way that's kind of transferred to my life outside of relationships um especially with jobs yeah, I was always afraid to quit a job because I didn't want to be like the bad guy, not realizing how expendable I really am. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll just replace me tomorrow. So it really would just go into like my work performance where I would just stop giving a shit about my work and, you know, stop showing up and eventually they would just fire me. You know, it, it sucks, but yeah, you know, Um, but no, I, I never I never did that. I've only been dumped. Well, well Yeah like once as an adult yeah and it's it's harsh but you just kind of pick yourself up and you recover and that's you you move on i mean when you're a kid i i remember i remember i had a girlfriend uh you know air quotes girlfriend in the eighth grade ninth grade something like that and uh do you remember when you're in high school it's like during lunch like you would have like um like kids outside, like playing sports or whatever, like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was something like that, or I think we were like playing soccer or whatever, and uh, she would get pissed off at me because I wouldn't hang out with her during lunch. Yeah, because I'm with the fucking boys. <laughs> so it, you know, nothing's yeah. changed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um no, I was just playing soccer, and I remember, uh you know, my feelings weren't hurt back then because it's like whatever. Uh, but her friend, because you oh, don't, don't you miss oh. like the like the the messenger. <laughs> yeah yes you know <laughs> hey so she wanted me to tell you to tell him you know like yeah. and so one of her friends comes up and was like um hey so she's really mad at you and i'm like okay she's like she's upset that you don't want to spend time at lunch like with her and the whole time like can i get back to the fucking game <laughs> how long is this going yeah, to? how long is this gonna take we have like 20 more minutes left like <laughs> and she's like well pretty much she said it's either <laughs> i'll never forget she goes it's either her or soccer like that. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, soccer.
1: Soccer. <laughs>
0: I fucking hate soccer now. It's like, <laughs> that was the last time. It's probably the last time I ever played soccer <laughs> was, yeah. you know, in the eighth grade. But, you know, it, it was just so funny that like how you feel like such an adult when you're in a relationship. Like you feel like you just know like how the whole world works. And And I think that it's good to experience that kind of stuff early on in life because I think that it is important to experience like heartbreak. Yeah. In a weird way. You know, uh, kind of something that we were talking about before we started the podcast. We were talking about, you know, I don't know a lot of people that were high school sweethearts that are still together. Yeah. Um, there is there is one. Um, there are some of my best friends, actually, um, and they're doing great. But I mean, I, I've heard stories all the time. Like you're you know, you meet this one person, you know, freshman, sophomore year of high school. You're married for 25 years and then it goes south. And it's like you've never experienced anything else in your life except for that person. Yeah, and now you're 40, freshly single, and it's like, I missed, I missed dating. You know what yeah. I mean? I missed all the experiences in life, and so, I think it's good to kind of experience that at a young age, and and not really necessarily such a young age. I mean, when I was, I mean, when I was dumped, I was 24, 24, 23, uh, yeah, 24, and then I just stayed single for two years, you know, because I needed that, you know, I, I. everyone's different. Um, but if I, if I can put my two cents in, I've never understood the broke up with someone time to move on with someone else. Yeah. I think that you need time to really kind of reflect on yourself, you know? And I think a lot of people who do that don't see them as the problem. I mean, yeah, I guess I could start Mm -hmm. first. My, my thing is I'm very clingy And I like to just smother people with affection. Um, And that's not for everybody. And I think that's what kind of set off the chain of events that led to me, you know, to my relationship ending, you know, uh, a couple years ago. Um, And I think that's the one trait that I kind of had to work on. I mean, is there something that you feel like had you have gone back in time? I know you're happy with me obviously you know obviously but like uh like if there was something that you could go back in time and like realize like i should have probably done this a little different like in a relationship to save it do you know what that would be like do you know what your one flaw is like when it comes to being with someone else
1: that's such a hard question for me i think because it's like i it's i want to say yes like you know there i mean i'm obviously not a perfect person um nobody's perfect and we all make mistakes and things um i think i don't know like in my last relationship i maybe shouldn't have been so consumed with like fixing somebody okay you know
0: so you, so you say that you're like one of those people that like you can see, you can see like the negative characteristics in someone and think that it that you could conquer them yeah that's hard
1: it is hard. Yeah, and then it just it, for a long time like I just I I was like why can't why can't I do that, you know? Like why can't I be enough to change this person and it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I can't do that to myself.
0: It really fucks with your head.
1: It does. You, like
0: you take on that responsibility yourself and it's not even your your burden to bear.
1: No. Exactly. And I think like it definitely caused a lot of issues. You know, I definitely spent more time in that relationship than I should have. Right. You know, and I think that's like my biggest flaw is that like I put so much into the other person that I forget about me.
0: You know, that's interesting. That's a kind of an interesting way to to respond to the question where it's not that you would go back and give advice. It's kind of like you would go back and just say, hey, it's not worth it, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, it's just not, you know. Yeah. That's really, I mean, that's, I think that is, that, I mean, it shows signs that you are a good person. You know, I would die for so many people, you know, and, and you do need to kind of self reflect and think, how many of these people would do it back for you? Yeah. And like you said, when you're too busy focusing on other people, you don't really focus on yourself. And it's hard. And, and it's unfortunately led to people. Losing, you know, their lives to anxiety and depression and self doubt and yep. low self-esteem. And, you know, it's 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 hard, you know, and, it, and it's hard to break away from that, you know. But I but I can say, you know, it's always it it, it is always darkest before the dawn. It, it, um after after the few months of of grieving and thinking it was my fault in my last relationship you know you kind of start to see the the brighter side of things mm-hmm. you really start to rediscover yourself and and when you yeah. make time for yourself it's the best investment that you could ever make you know you just kind of remember like I, I used to love doing this why did i stop doing this or you know like uh, yeah. for me it was music you know i just stopped doing it um And it wasn't because of them. You know, I want to make that very clear. It's not like they stopped me from doing it, but it's just like you're so invested in this person or you're just so depressed that the things that used to make you happy, you just you can't even bear yourself to do it it anymore. You know, so it's all about that self-reflective period. And obviously, as a kid, you know, I'm not having these these philosophical questions with myself when I'm in the eighth grade. Yeah. You know um these this is just more like as an adult you know so choose to listen to the to the advice don't choose but if you have been one of those people your entire life where you just kind of move from relationship to relationship personally and maybe you agree i don't think you're doing yourself any favors no i think those are the people that you see um you know that are just always on social media it's always dramatic it's mm-hmm. always, you know, one thing after the yeah. other. You know, I've seen well, people... they've
1: got a love of their life like eight times in a year.
0: Right. Yeah. It's the new one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it... Um, I see it all the time where it's like... Yeah, I think people get so upset about, you know, that saying where it's like, you can't love another person until you love yourself. And I think it upsets a lot of people. And I, I understand it. I get it because definitely... Do I love myself 100% every day? every waking moment no no I don't um but I think that it's very true you can't love another person until you are capable of having respect for yourself being able to set boundaries for yourself and ultimately loving yourself because no matter what you are always going to if, if those are things you haven't practiced you are always going to push your insecurities off on the other person you know you are always going to project things onto the other person that necessarily don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's something that even at the beginning of our relationship, I had a really hard time with because I left an extremely abusive relationship. And so I think I was still kind of expecting the same behavior from you, you know, and it was, it was definitely hard for me to get over, but it was like, I had to.
0: Yeah. You, I mean, and I, and I, and, and I appreciate you for that. And, um, with age i think also comes honesty mm-hmm. um you and i are at the point in our lives where you know i'm i'm kind of over dating you know as much as you know i like I, I am a huge advocate of you don't you know necessarily need to act your age um i'm not getting any younger you know i'll be yeah. 27 this year um, my parents were married um and had me by the time they were this age yeah um we have no kids, obviously. Uh, you know, we don't really necessarily... I mean, we talk about it. I think that's natural to talk about. But to kind of get back on subject, what, what I'm saying is that, you know, I was so proud of you for talking about that with me. How, you know, this is what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Um, and I had to come to terms with no matter what I do, at the end of the day, it's it's up to you to eventually get over that. No matter how much I shower you with affection or gifts or love, um it's not my place. Um, at the same time, I would like to hope that, you know, we, we had a conversation where I had to be honest and it was scary, but I was just going to say, Ali, I'm not that person. And I can assure you I'm not that person. Yeah. And I demand, I feel like I should demand, you know, the same amount of mutual respect and it's a harsh thing to hear, but I think you took it so well. And I'm glad that we had the conversation, yeah. you know? Um, and That's it just builds nice. trust. I mean, I mean communication. You know, you always hear about it from couples who have been together forever. I mean, and it's really the the truth. I mean, yeah. communication is the number one thing. And, um, people in my life now, it's it's it's. I hate it. I I, I hate I hate the what's wrong? Nothing. You wouldn't understand.
2: Yeah.
0: And then they're gonna post something <laughs> passive aggressive on Facebook because they want people to say what's wrong? What's going on? People right. want. People want the response. They don't want the solution. Yeah. Some people want to just stew on things all day and and I just don't have time for it. And that was another thing that we got uh, over really quick in our relationship was I don't have time for games. Yeah. And if I did something wrong, as much as it's as as hard as it is to talk to me, I need you to talk to me Mm -hmm. because I would I would do the same, you know, and I think that can save a lot of relationships out there. Yeah, if you just talk, some people are just so proud. Yeah. Um. Well,
1: and I think it's uh, for some people. I mean, it, it it's just hard. I mean, I I know that it was hard for me, because, I mean, previous in a relation in the previous relationship, you know, any time I would try, and talk about how I felt, it led to a fight. You yeah. know. Um, oh, I, got, yeah. I got gaslit. Um, I was told I was crazy. You know, so I think I just got to a point for me where I was like, you know, what? Even if I do express my feelings, like, it, I'm not going to be heard. You know, so that was something that I had to get over because once again, it was like, Jacob is not this person. You know, and obviously, he's telling me that I can't talk to him about my feelings, and he's not going to do any of those things. You know, so it, it was just such a like learning experience. You know, I think for both of us, we
0: made we made the joke that you know it's, you know, no relationship is always a hundred percent perfect. Um, let I me, mean, now I love our relationship and I wouldn't change anything for the world, me but, too. but <laughs> we, uh, I mean, we've, we've had our, our arguments, but I, I made the joke the other day that the way that Allie and I kind of get over things that no one likes to talk about is we kind of, it's kind of like besties in, in elementary school. You know, you just kind of, Argue a little bit, you cry. Yeah. And well, you it's make like up. now,
1: now I'm at the point where it's like I can, I can, like if I'm having an issue, I can go to you and I can talk to you about
0: instantly. it instantly, instantly. And it's such, it's such a relieving moment. It, no one likes to have these conversations, no. but I like it a lot more yeah, than which having is to,
1: something. I ne- personally, I never thought I would be able to do with anybody. Like I thought that I would always just be like I can't talk to anybody about anything. So like the fact that I can do that with you is awesome to me. Right. Because I never thought I would be capable of it.
0: It's just better than, you know, and and maybe maybe those listening can kind of relate where you've been in situations where, you know, there's something wrong with the other person. Like you're feeling it like you can feel that tension when you come home, when you talk to them, um, very passive aggressive. um, And all it just takes is just this is why I'm upset. Yeah. And I would rather have you tell me why you're upset and maybe getting into an argument about it. Then forcing it out of you and we're firing it on all cylinders at the, right. at the beginning, you know, and there was a time, uh, you know, another story where, you know, I messed up um, and I didn't communicate it. You know, I, she, you know, Ali was upset with me and, you know, I didn't see why I was in the wrong and I was proud of her for just saying, you know what, dude, this is why I'm upset. You know, this, this is what is angering me. I don't like that you did this. Um, Take that information as you will, but just know that my feelings are hurt. No. It's so much better to hear that than the event happening and then six months later we talk about it. Yeah. It's just not fun.
1: No. And I think it builds a lot of, uh, you know, just negative feelings towards the other person and uh, resentment. Right. You know, like you're not doing any favors to your relationship by holding it in and, you know, vice versa, you're not doing any favors to relate to your relationship. If you're not willing to listen.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we made we made it a, uh, we made a comment when we were at the dinner uh, last night that uh, there was this couple at a booth and they were, they were sitting, it was in a booth and they were sitting like next to each other, not yeah. across from each other. And it's just like, they didn't even look like they were talking. No. You know, there was like, no, there was like no, Anything you know, and, and and me and Allie are like eating dinner while holding hands, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just like you look at that, and it's like, ugh, I don't want my future to be like that.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, it was like, and I like I, ca- I continue to watch him because it was like the dude, the guy would start talking to her, and then like literally, like she would like roll her eyes, like she would just be like, I could tell she was going, like ugh. you know, and it's just like it's like why are you with somebody at that point? Like if you can't even sit down and listen to them or you know, have a conversation with them, like just do yourself a favor and just leave. Right. You know, like stop wasting your time with people that you're not genuinely interested in. But I think for the sake of not being alone.
0: But I think, you know, no one really likes to hear that.
1: No, nobody. It's hard, Yeah.
0: you know, especially after, you know, years of a marriage, you know, I, I think that it almost becomes impossible to really listen to the voice of reason when it looks like the solution is just to leave. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, Yes, it is very hard, but okay. I think that goes back to what we were well, talking about. I'm not about. saying it's easy. No, sure. <laughs> not at all, not at all. But uh, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, how it's just if you would swallow your pride and just fix whatever started this, yeah, you know, from the beginning, then you would see a lot less of this in the future,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. I just don't ever want to be that, that married couple, you know. it It looks miserable, you know. You hear stories, you know, like – Stay for the. I swear together for the kids. You know, yeah. when the kids are eighteen and out of the house, we'll talk about it then. And it's such it's such a miserable thought because I, I I think about that and it's like your kids are only seven years old. Yeah. So are you saying that for eleven years you guys are just gonna fucking live together? You guys are just roommates. Right. It's just heartbreaking. It is. You know, it is. And,
1: and I and I think you know, especially in a situation like if you do have kids, I think that your kids. Would very much rather see their parents separated and happy. A hundred percent, rather than together and miserable.
0: You know, when my parents divorced, I was six or seven, and um, that's. Ex- I mean, it, it hurt. I was. I mean, I was a kid, and I was just like, "Why do? Why do my? Why are my parents together anymore?" Like, I didn't yeah. think that kind of. I didn't think that existed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but my mom had to tell me that. You know, would you rather us be together and fighting, or would you rather be, you know? would you rather see us be a super team separated, you know, or we both love you just as much, you know? Um, because I think, I think when you do kind of quote unquote, stay together for the kids um, and, and we're not experts again, we don't have right. children. We're not married, but this is coming from a, you know, a, a, a path of divorce. Um, yeah. I've noticed that, I mean, staying together for the kids can also really fuck your kids up. I can. Cause they, they'll come to realize like, oh, so it was my fault.
1: Yeah. Or it sets, you know, a bad example for your kids and how eventually their relationships are going to end up. Yeah. You know, because I feel like, I I think that it was, for me, it was a huge reason. I mean, my parents are still together, but they've talked about divorce, you know, and I I get it and I understand, but it's like, okay, I wish that you guys had done this sooner rather than having me grow up in a home where there was no affection shown. Yeah. You know, I, I... I I thought that it was gross. Like I thought it was weird. Like I thought it was weird that people even like my thought, like my first thoughts on like sex was like, I was like, that's embarrassing. Like I thought that the first time I had sex, like I would be so embarrassed and just like, I couldn't even like look at the other person. But like, to me it was like, that's not what two people do in love. Like that's just what two people do. You know, like that's how And that's so toxic. And that's so like, like you, you just don't want your kids growing up thinking that no you you know because it's like you the like the damage that it does on their life is just irreversible yeah
0: and i mean that's that's just gonna follow your kids for for life you know without the proper attention yeah you know but i don't i that's not what i want to be and i mean that's not what anyone wants to be so you know just got to stay positive on a funnier note do you remember being in high school and just how horny you were 24 7 like god yeah those are the dude I mean, I had two girlfriends in high school. Um,
2: like at the same time? No. Oh, um, come on, dog. <laughs> Who
0: are you talking to right now? <laughs> well, you know. I was lucky enough to have one at a time. So, um, no, dude, all you do is just make out. Like that yeah. would—that's your whole relationship, right? You know, that was—it was funny because as a kid, I went from you know, it's like when you're really little and you and you have like a, a boyfriend or girlfriend. You kind of think of like. We're going to be married now. You know what I mean? Like in high school, that was the fucking farthest thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. in my brain. That's all I wanted to do was just touch boobs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was the, yeah. you know, those were, and, and, and those were also the most, I think, influential relationships because that was where I did experience heartbreak for the first official time. But I think after, you know, you know, a couple's therapy sessions, I, I kind of laughed because it was like, I didn't want to, I didn't miss the person. Yeah. I just missed fucking around with the person. You know what I mean? Like, that was what it really came down to. Was I just
1: missed having somebody to do those things with. Right. You know. It wasn't the person. No. Yeah.
0: Literally, they could have, you know, blown up in a bus crash. Right. And then someone else would have been like, hey, what's up? I'm like, okay, well, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I... In high school, I did not have the... I think, like, the attention span and the want to I definitely tried and I regret those relationships because like I just, I definitely like wasn't ready for them because yeah. like I just wanted attention from anybody. Right. You know, so. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always been a very like look at me kind of kid. Yeah. So, I mean, to get that consistently from somebody was just amazing. Um, But I think, you know, going back to just adult you know adult partnership in life it's like we it's it's it sounds funny to say but it's kind of nice to have alone time
1: oh yeah like away from you alone time you know what i mean like
0: and and you know we we spend almost every waking moment together which isn't a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing um Mm -hmm. but it's nice to just go into the other room and play xbox or work on this podcast or you know just just watch tv you know um you know we had another the other night you know it's just she you know you put on something on on hulu and i was just like okay i'm gonna go in the other room so yeah i think you just need that i think that um kind of the exact opposite of people who are very clingy you know and they need to be clingy and you know that can you know obviously ruin a relationship too i think that you know it's also good to just focus on some alone time you know the people you know like the people who their whole personality is their relationship mm, it's yeah. like the people it's like the people who share social media accounts yeah <laughs> you know that's
1: looking f- at you aquarius
0: oh shit you got some shit to say yeah. talk some shit
1: if you're an aquarius you're probably that person
0: why i don't know that any of that
1: because every aquarius i've known is like that Really? Yeah, I don't. Their relationship is like that's them, like their life.
0: You are gonna get me an email. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gotta say something to that bitch who said uh,
1: Libras too. So
0: whoa, ew, that's me. It's my tribe. Mm -hmm. Libras are the best.
1: I like Libras a lot. You guys are great.
0: They are pretty great, except for when we have to pick. Dinner. Yeah. Or a movie.
1: Don't ever ask Libra. Don't ever ask a Libra to Anything. make a decision. <laughs> because they are the worst decision makers. Oh yeah. In the world.
0: Oh my God.
1: And I told Jacob, I was like, you know what? That's fine, but you're gonna have to be fine with eating at the same fucking place. Because I could eat pho every goddamn day of my life. So I don't
0: like pho. Well, I don't just tastes like
1: learn how to make a decision.
0: Tastes like hot meat water. <laughs> I make decisions. I make decisions, but you, when
1: it comes to you,
0: no, you do the thing where classic lady thing where you say you pick and then I'll list options and I know that you'll go to them just because you're trying to be nice, but I know that that's not what you want. So
1: what's called compromise?
0: What do you mean? I I tell you, I say, okay, what about this or this or this? And you know, you do, you go,
1: yeah, yeah, we
0: can do that.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's
0: fine.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm also not a picky eater. So to me, it's whatever. Oh, pl- I'm not. Okay. I'm not a picky eater. Well, I will eat most things. You have to admit that. Yeah.
0: I'm just a child, so.
1: Yeah, you can't have cilantro. It's
0: so gross. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> disgusting. I need people to back me up on this because I know I'm not the only one. And, and I hate.
1: In your defense, you do have the gene that makes cilantro taste like soap. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not soap. like it tastes good to you. But I'm sure that if cilantro tastes good, good to you, then you would like it. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. But it's just not it's not it's not good. I don't I don't like it. I don't I mean, and I'm embarrassed to say it just because I'm some of the best food ever has cilantro on it. Yeah. Example number one, the most important being street tacos. You know, when I lived in Los Angeles, there was a taco truck on every corner. And it's like I hated being that guy that was just like, Do you guys have like non- cilantro options? Which is pretty much just a tortilla with meat on it. You know, I like the onions and stuff like that. It's just caked with cilantro. Yeah. Also, Chipotle should I fucking love Chipotle. It's good. But they should absolutely have naturally rice and corn with no cilantro. Yeah, I well, find, they have the rice. No, they, no, I have to ask. Yeah, so they have they to should just have it out there. Yes, they yeah. they have to turn around and ask for yeah the rice, and I hate that.
1: Right, I hate it's that. It's like you feel like you're that customer, you know. But it's like I legit just have like I can't eat it. Right, you know, which I think that they should. I I don't understand why it's so hard to just have it out there. Right, I mean, I think they should take away that fucking brown rice. That shit's disgusting. Who the to fuck? Me. Is- I
0: don't know. So I did. I hate it. I hate it. I go to Chipotle for their protein bowls ass bitch. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> right. Come like, on, dog. I just, I, it, it's gross. You're the same guy that would go to McDonald's for their salads. You know what right. I mean? It's I, I just stupid. hope one day I get someone like, um, I really want to let you know that. I, I like the salad because it's- with
1: It's great. I don't give a fuck. Shut
0: up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> you you're fucking better than me. Go to salad and go. Go to salad like, and go. Like if you want
1: a quality salad, then go to salad and go. Right. Not McDonald's. Right.
0: You know what I mean? Just like, it's like the whole thing like with like vegan options too. Yeah. Like at a fast food place. Like why? They're not good.
1: I mean, you know, I will, I like like the veggie patties though. Places. Like I, I'm like, I'm not a vegetarian, but like there have been veggie patties that I do enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: My old roommate used to do, um, they were like the ve- the veggie chicken patties. Yeah. And then she would just put that on like uh, pasta. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. And that's fine. I've had vegan food that's really good. My whole thing is that why are you trying to do it at places that are notorious for just killing people? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's like own it. You
0: know what else I don't like? What? I used to I used to date a girl uh, when I first met her. She said that she was vegan. So like a lot of places it was hard to like we didn't have like a lot of like dinner dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Um so you know she would we we never really ate together but uh one time it just kind of clicked to me because like you know we'd have like snacks or like munchies or stuff like that. It wasn't that she was a vegan, she was just so picky mm. that she didn't so so her vegan was like mac and cheese or not mac and cheese but like 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 uh, like pasta. Yeah. French fries, Oreos. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I was just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like I would have rather <laughs> you be a vegan. Why'd you lie to me like that? You know what yeah. I mean? I remember we would go to uh, some crazy show oh, no, she would say vegetarian because she that yeah, it was like mac and cheese and stuff because she loved cheese. Um when we'd go to McDonald's, she would want the cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. no meat.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never tried it myself, but I have heard that their cheeseburgers taste the same without yeah. meat
0: oh no i can tell you that they don't because i had it all the time because that's what she wanted so
1: that's what i've always heard like if you get a mcdonald's burger without meat then it just tastes the same i mean i'm not gonna do it because i fucking love meat so i'm gonna eat it but it's fucking delicious yeah come on which is another thing like i always find it so funny with like vegans you know because we're watching. sorry
0: everybody who hears that by the way my cat came in so she's very uh She's deaf, so she can't hear anything. She doesn't
1: know that we're on a podcast right now. She's being
0: very fucking rude right now. She doesn't get it.
1: (laughs) But I always thought it was kind of interesting with like vegans, how, you know, like it always needs to be addressed. Yeah. That they're vegans, you know, because it's, it's never been a thought in my mind that when I meet somebody, I'm like, hey, I fucking eat meat. Right. Like I am a meat eater. I am a carnivore. Yeah, but I
0: think that's also natural just because it's more rare to be a vegan than it is to eat meat. You know what I mean? So I, I've, I always, I've I just, always. I
1: don't think that it's something that's detrimental. Right. To your personality. No. You know, I think that that's just what you prefer. So I'm like, you why are you. a fucking retard or what? <laughs> you know, it's like, why are you. I don't know. Bringing this up as something like that's fucking. That's just who you are. Like yeah. That's like That's you like your, your personality. Yeah. You know, Ugh. I just don't get because it's not my personality to eat meat. Right. You know, it's kind
0: of my personality to eat meat i'm a big boy so <laughs> food's kind of my person nice <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a good one can we take a quick break yeah all right we're back we had to kick the cat out she's too loud yeah i'd love to have her in here but it's ridiculous <laughs> that fucking ugh. she's so cute <laughs> i know <laughs> sounds like a wario yeah <laughs> Um, kind of just piggybacking what we were talking about, you know, it's not, it's, you know, we're talking about relationships and, you know, the trials and tribulations that you have, you know, through, throughout them. But one thing I really wanted to talk about too, is that it's not always romantic. You know, I've, uh, had a lot of the same feelings for just personal relationships, like friends, you know, I think everyone listening has had a situation in their life where, you know, they've had to cut someone out of their life completely, you know, Mm -hmm. due to, due to just a, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Disconnect. Yeah. Kind of like a disconnect of, you know, just your, your chemistry with that person just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, Um, Friends that I thought that would be my friends forever. I mean, we don't talk anymore Mm -hmm. Um, on purpose. Yeah. has nothing to do with, uh, you know, distance or anything like that. They just are no longer a part of my life because I don't like them. And you always tend to think, like, will they come back in? You know, like what I and, you know, it's weird is I've noticed that uh, with a friendship, it's harder to bring them back into my life than it is like an ex. Weirdly. Is that weird? Mm. Like I would I would I feel I, now I've never taken an ex back. Once we're done, we're done. Yeah. But I feel like I would rather take an ex back or I could see myself taking an ex back into my life more than I could a friend that I just had a a fallout with.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there's factors that you know play into that. I mean, you know, especially on like a sexual level. I mean, if you're not having sex with your friend, then it's like, what? It, what? It, like, what really is the benefit?
0: I don't really have sex with having, my friends. So. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even give me dick, dude. Why would I let you in my life?
1: Right. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just like I think that's what it is when it comes to like exes and things like that. Um, I don't know. I I'd, I'd say it's the opposite for me. Like I'm definitely more willing to let like, you know, a friend that I had a falling out with back in my life rather than an ex.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't done it to a lot of people, but there's definitely people that I you know, I'm not gonna mention that, you know, we just don't talk anymore. Um it's just it gets so violently bad, you know, that it's just why would I even want you in my life? Yeah. Um, and that's hard too. I mean, losing a friend's like losing a relationship.
1: It really is. And sometimes I think that it's even harder, a relationship. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, I brought up the whole sexual thing, but it's like you made this connection with a person without any of that, you know, without any of like, romantic the, tension. Yeah. Without any romantic tension and intention. And, and like, to me, like sometimes that can be almost like deeper, just, you know, depending on the person. But yeah, it's, it's weird.
0: It is weird. Cause I, I'm a person that keeps friends for life for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're my buddies, you know, ride or dies, you know, but, um, it's so funny. I never thought about it like that, that you really do make such personal relationships with these people. I mean, I've had, you know, like, uh, like, uh, the friend I mentioned earlier in this podcast, him and his wife have been together since high school. I mean, that guy was with me when I was telling my dad that I didn't want to live with him anymore. Yeah. That's really hard. It's very emotional. I mean, I've cried to these people. I've, Mm -hmm. you know we've we've laughed and we've lived experiences we've gone you know it's it's funny because I never really think about you know that kind of stuff um so I think when it when it happens when they're no longer a friend to you it's almost like they are kind of like dumping you it's almost like they are kind of betraying you like I don't know I mean have you ever experienced a time where it was in your best interest to let someone go
1: oh yeah yeah a couple times um and it's usually it sucks because it's usually over like the most dumb thing
0: can you give me an example?
1: Yeah, actually a couple years ago my you know, one of my really good friends was getting married and um I was the bridesmaid or the maid of honor and it, I it's funny cuz she was a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, and naturally I just I always feel so close um to Libras and everything, but like it, you know, I I felt like for the first time in a long time like it was somebody who understood me. You know, like, we were always on the same page. Um, like you said, like, I I faced a lot of, like, some of the most difficult times in my life with this person. You know, like, they were my confidant, and I confided in everything with them, you know. But, you know, at the same time, that there, there was things that, I mean, she was just kind of, like, a mean person. Like, she was definitely, like, a mean girl, you know. And I don't know why I <laughs> thought that, you know, because she would talk so much shit to me about everybody else. And I don't know why I didn't make the connection that, you know, she's probably going to these people and talking shit about me, you know? Oh, like
0: yeah. It, I mean, that is such a thing. I think you just learn naturally where I just call it like the ABC method where if yeah. you have friends A, B, and C, as soon as you remove one from the equation, mm-hmm. the other two seem to talk shit about the other one. Yeah. No matter who it is. Right. Yeah. So it's like all all three have like uh, like dirt on each person yeah you know what i mean and, and that could just implode at any moment and that's right. never good
1: right exactly and I, you know that that was kind of you know going on and i was just kind of like eh, you know i don't really like that you know I, I, on another note she was just kind of a selfish person and i'm not that way like i'm very selfless and i mean i have my moments of being selfish but i
0: mean you need to but yeah that's not i mean bad
1: it's thing. not it's not it's not ever going to affect anybody else you know what i'm saying um but her selfishness would definitely affect everybody else that's the thing you know it just got to this point where we were it was getting closer and closer to the wedding um she was turning into a bridezilla like
0: oh i miss that show so much dude
1: (laughs) yeah it was crazy that
0: show made me never want to get married for the like as long as i live
1: dude their wedding made me not like want to get married at all like, really? Yeah, for a good minute, I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, if this is what a wedding does to somebody, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And yeah, she was just turning into a bridezilla. There was all these things. So like, I remember she, she was in like this Facebook group where they would debate on things, like, would you have this at your wedding? Would you allow this at your wedding? You know, and it, it was on a post where it was like this bride didn't want her bridesmaids to show their tattoos. And she was like, you know, I would never do that. Like, obviously, I asked you to be my bridesmaid know, knowing that you have tattoos, you know. And so I would never ask anybody to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then, so I have red hair, right? Um, at that time, I was kind of, I really wanted to experiment with, like, orange. So sure. I started dyeing my hair orange, um, and it was kind of in like an in-between process. Like obviously it was going to look better before the wedding, you know, yeah. but <laughs> she comes to me and she's like, you know what, Allie, your hair looks like shit. Everybody at my wedding is going to make fun of you. I'm going to be embarrassed.
0: Oh my God. If you
1: come to my wedding like Jesus. that. And, I'll, and I was just like, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> because at one point she was like, well, we'll just pay for you. Because I told her, I was like, it's not even done. Like, this isn't even, like, what the end product is going to be. And she was like, well, she's like, okay, like, I didn't know. Like, you know, I'll pay for, your, for you to get your hair done the way that you want it. When, like, two two months prior, we kind of did the same with my bridesmaids dress, where we found a dress that I really, I loved. And I think it was, like, the last one left. I just didn't have the money for it right then and there. So she was like, hey, I'll pay for it. You just cover my... Um, we were going to a resort for her, um, bachelorette party, and she was like, "You just that, cover my drinks." That
0: sounds like your end of the deal is way more expensive than a bridesmaid's dress.
1: It was, yeah, my bridesmaid's, my bridesmaid's dress was like two hundred something dollars. I ended up spending seven hundred dollars on this. Oh, uh,
2: oh my god! At her
1: bachelorette party, um, you know, so and then later on, she ended up throwing it in my face that she bought my bridesmaid's dress. So I was like, "Bro, why the?" Like, why am I going to have like, why am I going to let you pay for something if later on I, I know you're going to throw it back in my face? Yeah, you're just
0: going to screw me over.
1: Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck your wedding. It wasn't even a real wedding, by the way.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean?
1: Um, so basically, they were just having a ceremony, um, which is fine. You know, if you want to have a ceremony and not get married, that's fine. But don't expect everybody. Don't put everybody under the assumption that it's a real wedding so that they'll pay for everything because that's what she did yeah is that she made it seem like a real wedding so everybody else would you know put money into it and you know it it was just like crazy and i yeah i just got to the point where i was like fuck you dude like a real friend would never tell me that like a real friend would never be like everybody's gonna fucking make fun of you." like if you don't like it then just tell me you don't like it
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: you know like there's no reason to be like i'm gonna be fucking embarrassed and
0: maybe i mean maybe you could also you know think that there's just a lot of stress that comes like you know with a wedding but yeah. at what point is that no longer an excuse just to just be an asshole because it's like it's not my it's not my problem that you're getting married first of all yeah I didn't I didn't you know plan all this for you you know this yeah. was this was totally your idea yeah um so yeah I mean so so at that point so the, so d- the wedding happens
1: yeah and I didn't go so
0: you didn't go no and was that just the end of it that was the end of it. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever see that there? Do you ever feel like there's a part of you that you know could see a friendship coming back?
1: Um, I wish her the best, but no.
0: Not like so. Like if she came to you and you, what if no. she what if she apologized?
1: No, and I think a big factor to that is um, right after I <laughs> broke up with my abusive ex boyfriend, who she also agreed was very abusive and yeah. didn't like him at all. Sure. Um, the day that I broke up with him, he went to her house and then I hear that they're both talking shit about me. Ugh, that's so the she's worst, confiding man. with fuck my abuser about how what a piece of shit I am. So that go feel fuck good. yourself, girl. <laughs> Wish yeah. you the best, but go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean kind of kinda the same boat. I mean, with me, um, you know, in high school I was uh in a band. And, you know, I always used to make the joke that a band is kinda just the dysfunctional relationship that you choose to be in, you know. And, uh, one thing I just didn't really understand was just the amount of bickering that would, that would just transpire, you know, in, in, in that relationship. And, uh, you know, just like any other relationship, the first couple years are great. You know, you don't really show signs of, I guess what you would call abuse, quote unquote. I mean, I wouldn't say there was abuse. I don't, I don't want to say that, but I, I mean, what I think what always happens in that kind of friendship is that there's always someone who just kind of makes themselves the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of became like, um, kind of like you see, like in like TV shows where just one guy just gets a, a, a a big ego and it's just like, well, whose band is this anyway? You know, like I am the talent, you know, this is my band. You guys are just in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, that's just what happened. And, uh, it was just affecting me and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect in any, way shape or form you know I definitely did a lot in this band too that wasn't the best um but it just kind of had to learn that you just I I had to I had to cut I had to cut and run but like we mentioned earlier in this podcast uh I didn't quit I was fired from the band because I just stopped showing that I cared I mean that's really what happened is that I just stopped going to practice stopped promoting you know um hindsight I wish I would have just left yeah. You know, I wish I would have just left on my own accord because it still stings to be fired from a band. I got fired from my friends. <laughs> you know, like yeah. um and that was another reason that with with this podcast that I didn't want to have a co-host on the name Basement Dweller cuz this is my creative direction and it's and it's I want to make that very clear that it, I have guests and every week will be a different guest and Maybe I'll have a podcast where I do have a co-host, you know, um, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, I think after learning that experience, you know, if if someone is hindering you from doing what what makes you happy, you know, and I guess the way I look at it is maybe I was hindering them, you know, and but uh, you just got to leave, you know, and and I don't ever want to be like, you know, because our our first idea was to have a podcast just with the two of us. Yeah. But I'm so just, (laughs) I guess, triggered, (laughs) I guess is the word by that thought because i don't ever want there to be any kind of butting heads about creative views you know Yeah. No. and i think that really that's you know i'm in a band now we're just a little side project hopefully i'll have them on soon um, i'm actually really excited for that to have them on um it's it's still it's still hard to do you know what i'm trying to say like it, it's it's hard to push the push the band in any kind of way shape or form because as soon as i get that that head that that feedback that i don't like i'm afraid that it's going to blow up yeah and so a lot of me i'm a very passive person you know i don't like argument i don't like arguments i don't like you know people cut me off in traffic sure you know what i mean someone cuts me in line whatever you know i'm just not that person and uh i think because of friendships that i've lost because of that i mean it's just kind of scarred me you know but i can say that the relationships that i've kept you know some of my best friends um Actually, you know, we had Robert on episode 2 and episode 4. I got another guest. It's my other, you know, best friend. You know, like I mentioned before the podcast, I mean, video games have almost caused us to start fighting. Yeah. Like fist fighting. Um, but we're still here. You know, we're still friends years later. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I know I'm kind of trailing with this and there's not really a point that I'm kind of getting to, but
1: There's just I think it's just, you know, there's going to be those people who you click with and whatever you go through together, you know, it just has to be worth it.
0: Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. That's you what, know, yeah. like,
1: it, and it's just like a romantic relationship. I mean, friendships are fifty-fifty. You know, you have to be willing to put as much effort in as the other person is. You know, and if somebody's not getting the same effort that they're putting in, then you know, leave. Oh like yeah. If that relationship isn't fulfilling to you, then why stick around? Right. You know, stop wasting your time. And, you know, that goes, I think, you know, the next thing you wanted to get into, get into is family. Yeah. And I think the same can be applied to family. Oh, yes. You know, um, I, oh, I always hate the saying, you know, blood's thicker than water. Yeah. You know, because it's not. Oh, yeah. Like, there are plenty of people in my family I don't talk to on a daily basis. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And, it sucks. I wish that I could, I wish sure. that the relationship was Absolutely. better, but it's like, I'm not going to keep somebody in my life that thinks badly of me.
0: No, it's, 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 it's hard. That one is out of everything that we've talked about. That one is the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Um, I love my family. I am, I am so family oriented. They're my favorite people on the planet. I'm, I've got five beautiful siblings. You know, I've got four wonderful parents. Um, you know, both you know my parents divorced and both found people that they're very happy with. and so i'm I'm so blessed in life to have so much love and I've got amazing aunts and uncles and cousins. and unfortunately, I have not good aunts, uncles and cousins yeah. that I just don't I don't see anymore. and it's by choice. Um, and that was the hardest thing to get you know a little real for a second. since I was a child, my my favorite thing was music. I love playing music. I can, you know, I listen to music, uh, obviously. You know, who doesn't? (laughs) Um, But I wanted to learn the guitar. That was was my thing, is that I wanted to learn how to play the guitar because it was cool. I mean, it was everything I ever wanted, you know. I, I started playing guitar because my favorite thing was Metallica growing up. I thought Metallica was the coolest fucking thing. I thought... Super hot girls were cool, you know, and I knew that they liked the, they liked the musician, yeah. um, you know, and I had an uncle who got me my first guitar, my first real guitar, you know, and he took the time to teach me how to play and I sounded really good for my age, you know, it's it's very rare to, to have such strive at such a young age and this was all I did. You know, if I wasn't at school, uh, if I wasn't sleeping, I was playing my guitar and you know shout out to my parents because those those guys had to listen to when i used to suck at it (laughs) all day you know in my room they would just hear you know crazy train for eight hours a day just so just played like shit you know yeah well the point i'm getting to is that um he kind of ruined his own life my uncle just alcohol he just kind of drove back into alcoholism and uh just became not fun to be around. You know, he was always a mess. He, I was embarrassed. I was, I was ashamed. And, uh, it's like seeing your hero, you know, your hero fall from grace, you know, and, um, I don't even know where he's at right now. You know, the last time I heard he was in a, a rehab and that's it. I mean, that's, that, that's, uh, that's the last time that, you know, I ever, I, last time I, it's been years since I've spoken to him, yeah. you know, but, uh,
1: I think it's a crazy thing because I, you know, I I think I struggle with this idea that like if anybody at the end of the day, if there's anybody you should be able to go to and fall on yeah, at the end of the day, it should be family.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree 100%. You
1: know, even if you don't agree on things, even if you don't, you know, see eye to eye or, you know, any of that, like it should always just be all love, an acceptance. Yeah. And unfortunately, it just isn't.
0: It's not, man. And and <laughs> that's just it's it's heartbreaking, you know, yeah. and and what I was gonna get to is that I didn't want him not to be in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? This wasn't something that we had a back and forth on, and then it's like, you know, well fuck you, you know, we're yeah. done. He just I I couldn't be around that. Right. You know, it's um it was hard. It was and, and uh it, it hurt more than any relationship I ever been in any friendship i ever been in you know uh, i loved him i mean i love him i hope he's okay um but you know my mom it got to the point where my mom would tell me you know like oh he's coming you know to to christmas dinners or thanksgiving yeah and i told her i said i'll be there when he's gone because i just what am i going to say to him No. you know there's nothing to say i don't want to i don't even want to catch up with you i don't want to let you know what's going on in my life. I don't want to tell you that I'm still playing music and I don't want you to lie to me and say, Oh, well we got a jam sometime because we're never going to.
2: It's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: So to this day, I'm so heartbroken, you know, and, and, you know, I asked you with your, you know, your old friend about with the wedding. I mean, if you were to call me, it would, it would take time, but I'd, I'd want him in my life. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd want him back, but, The thing that hurts the most, you know, and this is what we were talking about at the beginning. You you can't expect to change anybody. And this is his third or fourth time of just fucking up.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so at what point do I just consider it a lost cause? And it's so heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, there is just those people that, you know, no matter how hard you try, you can't help them. You yeah. know, they have to be willing to help themselves at the end of the day. And that's, it's tough. And it's hard to come with terms with because it's like, you love this person. You want the best for them. You oh, yeah. want to see them go far in life. But I mean, there's just uh, like, it, the sad fact is that sometimes like n- nothing you do is going to help them, you know, and.
0: Oh yeah, it's, um it's harsh, man. And then, you know, I'm glad that, it hasn't been a consistent thing you know like i haven't had to cut a lot of my family members um away but you never want to do it yeah you know it's not something that you you go looking for you know um i am one of those people that you know used to think that you know blood is thicker than water because at the end of the day i had my family um and i don't know It, it it's hard like even now it's hard to not to not get emotional um so i just uh I just hope that wherever he is, you know i hope he's i hope he's okay, yeah. and um, I hope that you know he's he lives long enough to see the man that I become or am, you know, um, I know he misses me, yeah, but even now it's too soon, you know it's um
2: yep
1: i i mean I feel yeah, I feel that way about my grandparents, so uh, i I can really tell like lately they've been trying to get closer to me and things like that. But I mean, I, I grew up with my grandma constantly telling me that I was going to go to hell. Like, you know, she told me, (laughs) it's kind of funny, but, um, (laughs) you know, she always told me that, you know, I had demons and, you know, all these things. And, you know, she really ostracized me a lot just because I, I just didn't, I was not Christian. Like I constantly questioned that whole thing and she did not like it. And, you know, there, I got no support from her, Um, you know, at family gatherings, she she didn't really talk to me, you know, Um, with both of my siblings, she helped them out with so much and with me, nothing, you know? And it's like now, you know, they want to, you know, build a relationship and things like that, and it's just I can't. You like, can't. It's too late, you know. And I think that's, I th- that's something that people need to learn. Is like, I mean, first off, you know, in a family, no matter what somebody's views or you know, you don't have to agree on everything, but when you're family, like, you should accept them no matter what. You know. Unless I was out there, like, murdering people and, you know, sacrificing goats to Satan, like, <laughs> I don't think that, like, I deserved the treatment that I got.
0: Right. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, and...
1: and go ahead. Sorry. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, like, in my situation, don't ever feel obligated to take somebody back into your life that has just proven time and time again that they don't want you. Right. You know because i know at the end of the day they're not doing this because they want to yeah you know i know at the end of the day they're doing this because they're getting older right and they obviously regret making the decisions that they did but it's like i don't want that like i don't want you to come back into my life out of your own pity you know, and regret and things like that. Because you you feel bad. Yeah, because you feel bad. I want you to come back into my life because you genuinely have an interest in me and how I'm doing. And
0: in a weird way, it would almost feel better that if they just didn't even bring it up. Yeah. They were just like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, hope you're doing good, you know? Right. Because the damage has already been done. Yeah. You know, so it's like I don't, and, and you had years, literal years to apologize to me. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't want to have this normal life. And then you show up out of nowhere and it's just like,
1: Hey dude. Right. You know? So whether you have good intentions or not, it's just like, I, yeah. I
0: I think, uh, you know, the point of all of this is whether, whether or not it's, uh, it's, it's friends, it's family, it's a, it's a, it's a partner, you know, as, as nice as you want to be and as caring as you are, you know, don't put yourself behind others when it comes to your best interests. Yeah. because it's just going to make you bitter it's going to fuck you up um and it's going to teach you to you know in my own experience to almost never love again yeah you know so i think that with with that you know being in mind you know just live your life guys uh you know be happy and if you're not happy and someone's making you not happy uh tell them and yeah. i mean there is, there is a worst-case scenario, and always be prepared for a worst-case scenario. Um, but it's going to make you feel better at the end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's you, you know, and, and your happiness comes first. And, you know, don't ever feel like you're selfish for that. Um, You know, obviously, we don't want you hurting anybody, you know, and that's what makes you happy. But right. if you're going through something hard you know, if a family's being a ball buster about, a family member's being a ball buster about just, you know, what you have going on in your life, um, it's just not worth it, man. You yeah. know, you need to do you. I'd uh, kind of like to uh, wrap this up with uh, an email uh, that I received for the podcast. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll mention it again. If you have anything that you want to get off of your chest, something that you're too afraid to say non-anonymously, you know, um, something that you maybe want to just hear being read by someone else, and you're just looking for some advice. Um, I want everyone to be aware that you're always welcome in this podcast, because um, I'm sure if you're going through it, a lot of other people are going through it. You know, I don't know about you, Ally, uh, but it it almost feels good to hear someone else uh, describe what you're feeling. Yeah, you know, just so you can kind of get a second opinion on it.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: So this email comes to us, Uh, again, it's anonymously, but uh, so the email goes as follows. So I'm getting married next year, and I'm contemplating not inviting my own parents and brothers due to many issues growing up and my family to the point where I've basically lived pretty much without them since I was 17, and I'm 28 now. The past history has much to do with physical fights with brothers, consistent begging for my money from parents, and the list goes on. Knowing how important marriage is in, in life, and for the most part, people have only one marriage. It is 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 it shitty to not invite my family knowing the past events, or do people still invite family because of the fact that it's a marriage? Wow, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a pretty big thing, man. Um, you know, you mention physical fights with your brothers and your parents asking you for your own money.
1: Yeah, huh. that's rough.
0: Fuck that. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm sorry I, you had to go through. that. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, I can't even imagine it would be so weird right now. Can you imagine getting a text from your mom and just saying like, hey, can I borrow 30 bucks right now?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, that's never good. No. No. Um, first of all, congratulations uh, yeah, on your congratulations. getting married. That's really cool. I hope that it's an awesome wedding. Um, like we mentioned, what's going to make you happy? You know what? What is it? You know, at the end of the day, it's and that's yeah. and that's such a a, a a to the point answer, but it is your marriage. Yeah. You know, it's your wedding. It's your special day. Um, I, and and like you mentioned,
1: I think out of all days, you know, it's I I think that's the day that you have the right to be the most selfish. Yeah. You know, I mean, you spent a lot of money on this. You. a lot of time and effort and you know you want it to be the most least in my opinion you want it to be the most least stressful day in your life you know I mean I hope everybody's day is you know less stressful than the next but I think out of every day your wedding day should just be you know all about you and what you want and
0: yeah I mean and and like Ali mentioned earlier in the podcast I mean you don't want to be stressed out to the point where you're now affecting your friendships, yeah. and you're taking it out on them because that's a whole other can of worms, yeah. Um, so I don't know, Allie, what do, what do you say to to him? You know,
1: I, well, he mentioned that he didn't want to invite them, right?
0: He's he he's he said, "Is it shitty to not invite my family knowing the past events, or do I still invite them because of the fact that it's a marriage and they're my family?"
1: I say, don't invite them. At the end of the day, like, because, like I said, you don't want that to be a stressful day. And if what you're saying, you know, like, if you've gone into physical fights, if you, if, you know, your parents are asking you f- for money, I mean, what's going to stop them from doing that on your wedding day? You know, they yeah. shouldn't have done it in the first place.
0: Right. And, and you know, to kind of piggyback off of what Ali is saying, it's, you know, when you invite family members to this kind of stuff, it almost feels weird and unnatural to I mean if all of that existed before this it's weird to pretend like it didn't happen yeah just because they want to be a part of it Mm -hmm. so I agree with Allie if you're looking for a solid answer other than do what makes you happy I don't think that you should invite them because at the end of the day it sounds like from the email that you that you're not happy or comfortable with the thought of them being there and you and your fiance are what, what are most important yeah. At the end of the day, it, as long as it's just you two and someone to marry you, then that's all all that matters. It could just be the three of you. Yeah. Um. But no, this whole you know my family is everything bullshit. Uh, if 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 they're putting you through that much stress and you're losing sleep and you're getting anxious over what should be the most important day of your life, don't invite them in. Yeah. It's hard. Just
1: save it, yourself the trouble and.
0: It, yeah. I mean it's it's hard. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um. But it's gonna be worth it because I think that you're gonna be. So much better off. Um, and hopefully that this, that they see this as a, as a, as a waking point, you know, right,
1: like a wake up call, like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, treated you that way because now I'm not able to share those most important moments in your life. Right. You know,
0: you know, and, and yeah, I, I, and hope, I that, hope
1: that it does urge them to change. And you
0: know what, if it doesn't, then it clearly seemed like a lost cause to begin with. And now you're going to start your life brand new with someone who makes you genuinely happy and it's their loss. Yeah. I like that. That was a good one, man. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, Yeah. Wow, that was a long episode. (laughs) Man, we got really emotional on that one, huh?
1: Well, I think the issue is me and you can just talk. Oh, yeah. For
0: hours. We do that all the time. (laughs) So thanks for uh, getting a a glimpse into me and Allie's life. Uh, I want to thank, uh, that, that, uh, that email again. Um, that was a great question. And once again, if anyone else is feeling like they have something to get off their chest or they just want advice from, uh, reach out to me. I'm a, I'm a homie to all friends. So if you want to come down and hang out in the basement with me, uh, please shoot me an email. That's uh TBD at gmail.com. at gmail.com. I want to thank Ali for being on today. That was really awesome. I hope uh, you know that was pretty therapeutic for us. I hope that it was the same for you guys. Um, you know, take it take it how you will. Uh, as always, reach out to me on Twitter, on Instagram, if you have any comments, questions. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube. I'd love to hear your guys' feedback on how I can make the podcast better. Uh, one more shout out to Neon Bright. He, uh, once again, he's our closing outro for today. Um, Ali, thanks a lot. Thank you. See you later, guys.